Hi, welcome back to Emotions and Intimacy with Jody. Today is August 26, 2018. And today we're gonna talk about how to talk to your kids about emotions. Um, how do you help your kids deal with emotions or work through them? Um, what can you do as uh, an adult, uh, whether you're a parent or a teacher or uh, a relative or um, a neighbor, friend, anything like that? How do you go about talking about emotions with kids? First, uh, and these are all just suggestions. Whatever you choose to do is perfect for you. There's no right or wrong way to be. Um, so something I remember hearing when I was first uh, exploring information for myself, probably, gosh, more than a decade ago, probably 15 years ago, I, I read in a book, somebody, an author wrote, take what resonates with you and leave the rest. So that's what I suggest of everyone is take what resonates with you and then just leave the rest. Okay, number one, be open, honest, and transparent about your emotions. So are you the type of person that bottles everything up and only puts on a bright, shiny, happy face even when you're having a rotten day or you're not feeling happy? Um, kids are fantastic. Kids can smell <laughs> your emotions a mile away, so you're not fooling them. Um, they know something's up if you're not happy or you're not having a good day and you're trying to pretend like you are. And is that really what you want to, to um, pass on or uh, promote to your kids or to any kids that you um, interact with? I mean, you can, uh, again, they'll smell your real emotion, you know, a mile away. So, um, you can totally, uh, follow that fake it till you make it, you know, type, um, way of dealing with your emotions. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, and a lot of us are not really comfortable talking about emotions. So how do you go about doing that? Well, again, you have to become, and I hate to say the word have to, but when you become more familiar with how, with your emotions, with everything that you feel, with everything that shows up for you, then when you see stuff show up for kids, for the kids in your life, you, it takes on a whole new um, perspective because you're no longer trying to fix things for them. You, you recognize that they are amazing manifestors and co-creators and they're, they're just responding to the vibrations they're putting out in their environment. And nobody can, um, nobody can control another's emotions. Okay. So again, how you are with your emotions, the best thing you can be is just open, honest, tran and transparent. I'm going to give you an example. Um, uh, 
oh, about five or six years ago, um, I was, when I was kind of really getting comfortable with my own emotions and talking about them, uh, I was a part-time nanny for two little girls. They were both in elementary school at the time and um, I was picking them up for school and I, I had some irritation and I don't remember uh, what was irritating me. Again, it doesn't matter. I was holding the vibration of irritation so things were noticeably um, showing up to me and my response was this feeling irritated. So I, I got the girls, you know, buckled into the car. And before I shut the door to go get in the driver's side, I just said to them, I said, girls, I'm kind of feeling irritated right now. So I'm gonna just take a moment um, to kind of process this. So I shut the door and I just stood on the outside of the car. I mean, it was maybe 30 seconds, um, not very long, but I just needed to, time to focus and mostly time to acknowledge what I was feeling. And that's half of shifting your emotions is acknowledging what you're feeling. So I took that moment to acknowledge to them my irritation and, um, and, and I, then I, I shifted and I processed it and got my car and, you know, had, was then manifesting something else, uh, peace or joy, whatever it was that I had chosen to shift to. Okay, second thing that you can do is you can listen to this or other podcasts or videos, YouTube videos um, about emotions in front of your kids, not as an effort for them to learn anything, but for them to witness that you care enough about emotions, that you're interested in, that other people are discussing them, other people are talking about them and you're listening. How amazing is that? So when you um, put importance on listening to people discuss emotions, people talk about emotions, um, in a, in a positive, uplifting way, uh, that's really impactful. Um, that, that shows kids that it's okay to talk about emotions. It's okay to have emotions. Um, and there are definitely ways to deal with them that you don't have to avoid them or push them back or away because they're uncomfortable. And once you have a tool, um, you know, to process emotions that works for you, then Emotions just become your friend. <laughs> and how amazing is that? So, okay, number three, don't try to have your kids shift out of contrasting emotions. Contrast is another word that I use for negative emotion. I try not to view anything as, as good, bad, negative, positive. Um, it is definitely a way to uh, a perspective and a way to talk about them. Um, but I, I heard somebody use the word contrast as a way of showing the opposite of positive and uplifting and, and the good feeling emotions. So I, I like that because uh, there's just less um, 
stigma or negative connotation when you use the word negative, you know, like it's like it's a bad thing and it's not. Or I don't look at it that way. I love all my emotions that show up to me. I don't care what it is. I'm thrilled um, to feel any and all of them. And that just goes back to when I was a kid, I numbed my emotions. I numbed my emotions from when I was eight to 18. And I just, I, I, I didn't relate to uh, my friends who would do, you know, be talking about feeling different ways or upset or angry. And I just, I didn't even know what they were talking about because I had no access to my emotions. So when I became an adult, when I came 18, they started to flood back to me and I just didn't know what to do with them. And it took me um, until, gosh, um, I guess it would have been my late thirties. So gosh, it took me almost two decades to um, figure out and finally face and, and process my emotions in a way that felt good to me. Um, okay, so, so my recommendation is don't try to have your kids shift out of contrast until they are ready. Let them work through things at their own pace. Let them fully feel all their emotions as much as they want so that they can tell the difference and guide themselves through it by following their own inner guidance. That's what it really boils down to is, you know, your kids uh, can definitely come to you. They can, you know, get reassurance and get, you know, ask questions and whatnot. What you ultimately want to empower them to do is to follow their own inner guidance that will lead them along their path out of the contrast and back into good feeling emotions. Okay, um, number four. Again, I said this earlier, kids are amazing manifestors and co-creators just like you. Their inner beings um, their soul, their higher self, however you want to term it, um, their inner beings are guiding them just like me, just like you. And no one wants to be told what to experience or how to feel. You don't, I don't, and neither do kids. If they learn anything from you, it's by your example. So let me ask you this, how do you deal with emotion? In fact, you don't have to sit down and, and have any heart-to-heart -heart talk with your kids. You totally can. And if you're comfortable doing that, awesome. Um, but really, you don't have to say one word to kids about emotions and how to deal with them. They're going to watch you and they're going to watch others and see how they be, how they are with their emotions. And they're going to try different things that they see. They're gonna, I did that. I mean, we all do that. We all try different techniques and different tools and different ways of coping or different ways of just processing and feeling our emotions. And we all do it in an effort to feel better, right? Um, no one wants to feel stuck in any one emotion. Um, but contrast is a part of life. And when your kids see you successfully navigate through your own contrast, 
they're going to totally take note about what they saw you do and then they're going to use that as an opportunity to choose what they prefer what they want to try again there's no right or wrong way to be everybody's here to follow their own inner guidance okay so um I want to talk about an emotion that uh, I was talking to a friend about and it it brought again every emotion that I'm talking to you about I've experienced I felt I've acknowledged and I processed and here's one that showed up to, for me a few years ago um, when I was um, in a long-term relationship and it was coming to an end and I was okay with it but I had this feeling, this kind of knot in my stomach of, and the feeling was, I don't want to hurt him. And what that boils down to is there was a fear that what I my, might say or do would negatively impact him or cause him to be angry with me for choosing to end the relationship. Well, <laughs> the first thing is, I have no control over his emotions or his vibration, nor would I want that. Everybody has the freedom to feel as much joy or as much pain and suffering as they choose. That's what free will is. You get to choose. You get to have your own preferred way of expressing yourself and your preferred way of viewing any situation okay so I can't control him right the second thing I can only control me and my vibration my emotions right okay so the third thing is that means I need to change my vibration right if I have this if I'm holding this vibration I don't want to hurt him well the way to not hurt him is to change that perspective I don't want to be sending out this vibration of fear of hurting him all the while that I'm talking to him about, you know, um, whatever's going on in my life or the changes that I'm going to make. So I'm going to shift that vibration first using my processing technique. Then I can speak from my own alignment, which when I'm in alignment, that's when I'm feeling positive, happy, uplifting emotions. And that's who we all truly are. We're all truly pure, positive love. That's, that's what we all are, okay? It doesn't matter anything you've done or experienced in this life, at the core root of what, who we all are, we're pure, positive love. And so I know when I have these emotions come up, I don't wanna hurt him or a fear of hurting another person, I know that that's not really who I am. It's just an experience. It's just a perception that I'm holding right then and there. And I can hold on to it as long as I want. And because I know in the next moment that I'm ready, I can let it go and feel something else, whatever else I want. So then I wrote down, well, what do I want to feel if I don't want to feel a fear of hurting someone else? And I wrote down, five feelings. I wrote down peace, flow, love, abundance, and certainty. 
Um, I don't know why all those came to me, but I just allowed whatever ones, whatever emotional words popped to my head, I, that's what I wrote down. Um, and all of those feel really good to me. Those, I would definitely um, want to feel those in any moment instead of fear. So let's talk next about the emotion of blame. I love blame. Blame is an amazing emotion um, that I've had a lot of experience with. And blame means that I am not being self-responsible for my emotions. That I am actually, I'm giving my power away to the person I'm blaming for my experience or my perception of my experience for my emotions, for my vibration. So if I say, you made me feel this, you said this and I felt this, you, 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 you. Anytime I start talking to anybody about my emotions and I say you, that equals blame. Now when I say I felt this, I noticed this showed up for me those are all ways of indicating to the other person, indicating to the universe, in, indicating to God, in, indicating to all of creation that I am being self-responsible for my emotion, for my vibration. And that I statement is you, <laughs> I almost say you, <laughs> but that's just, not a moment of blame, but that is me standing in my personal power. That is all of us standing in our personal power when we speak with I statements. So do you want to know how I share emotions with others? These are an example of things that I have said. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you assisting me in experiencing what my vibration currently is. Thank you for assisting me in knowing what my emotions are right now. Thank you for helping me um, see what I'm holding on to. Those are all statements of being in self-responsibility and in your personal power. Now, it's not wrong to blame. Again, I love blame. Blame was something that I, uh, uh, I kept within me for, um, gosh, most of this lifetime. Um, it's, it, and it, okay, so why is that great? Okay, so if you give your power away by blaming somebody else for your experience or, or for what emotions you're holding on to, then you get the experience of giving your power away. You get the experience of feeling something that is not, none of us thought were possible. That we're not all powerful co-creative beings. And we all are. I mean, we, we're co-creating all the time. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. I feel like on a soul level, we all incarnated into this life. We all were born into this life um, to 
to where we forgot who we are. We forgot that we were pure positive energy. We forgot that we were all powerful co-creative beings. Um, we forgot that our, our emotions are the key to everything that we manifest. Um, and I think we honestly thought it was kind of a joke that we didn't really think it was possible to forget how powerful that we are and that we didn't think we'd ever lose sight of our ability to shift our, through our emotions and uh, manifest anything we wanted through our emotions. Um, and yet we did. I mean, that's how powerful we are because we did it. We actually got so lost and so caught up in, uh, in these emotions that, that are so varied and so rich and so amazingly vibrant and strong that we kind of, kind of got so focused on what was showing up. The, the, all this contrast, all this sort of negativity that showed up that we just, we totally forgot how to shift. I feel like on a soul level, we naturally know how to process our emotions. We just forgot how. So along my path and journey, people have reminded me who I am and, and which is how to process my emotions and that that's my power is um, focusing on what my emotional state is in any given moment and that that i'm always always going to experience contrast because without contrast without negative emotion there's no expansion and if we don't expand the universe doesn't expand that everything doesn't expand and everything ceases to be so there will never ever cease to be contrast. Now you can get to the point where your level of contrast doesn't, I mean, you kind of flow in and out of it so quickly that you don't, you don't need to hold on to it for hours, days, weeks, years, decades, lifetimes. You can, you know, feel it and go, Hmm, I don't, I don't really want to feel that anymore. I don't really want to feel this fear of hurting this other person. I want to feel peace, joy, flow, um, the, you know, the other emotions that I wrote and quickly shift back into those the moment you're ready. I've always said, um, that I love all of the emotions that show up, all the contrast, all the positive emotions, um, and that they are welcome to come back anytime they want. If for some reason I, um, pick up that, uh, vibration or want more experience with it, I welcome it anytime it wants to show up. So I can recreate blame any moment that I want to, because in any next moment, I can uncreate it and create anything else, whatever I want. So to me, there's, once I learned that, and once I accepted that and accepted the power of what I was creating with my emotions and, and the experiences that I was creating, I was no longer afraid of any of my emotions. I, I love to allow myself to feel tears come up and feel any sort of pain or discomfort with my emotions, whether it's sadness or, or fear or anxiety or panic or um, judgment, um, self-judgment. 
um, blame or, or um, hate or rage or um, caution or uh, frustration, irritation, um, so many great emotions, uh, helplessness, powerlessness, um, defeatedness, um, rejection, any of those. To me, they're just part of the experience and I love them all. I've had so much fun with them. Now, granted, again, that doesn't mean the moment I feel them, it's like a, a barrel of laughs because I allow myself to fully feel whatever that emotion is to its fullest. And that way it doesn't have to stay stuck within me. I can let it go with ease and grace. Okay, let's talk about unconditional love. This is actually something that I've newly been focusing on for just the past year. Um, I never really knew what that meant, unconditional love. I had experiences with creating unloved and loved, but um, I, I only recently heard a definition for unconditional love that made total sense to me and felt like I got it. And so now I've been um, practicing unconditional love in my life. So here's the definition that made sense to me. So the difference between conditional love and unconditional love is conditional love means that I allow the conditions around me to determine if I allow myself to be happy or feel loved. So if I live a conditional life, that means that I am trying to change conditions anytime I don't feel loved or happy in order to feel better, in order to feel happy, in order to feel love. Unconditional love means that irregardless of the conditions, I hold and maintain my own happiness and my own feelings of love and joy and peace and all of that. So I like the, this goes back to a, a good example of that I love, I love this visual. So, and I, I this is a good way to, to demonstrate unconditional versus conditional love. Okay, so if you're looking in a mirror at your own reflection, okay? And let's say your reflection has a big frown on it, right? Well, the frown is because you're frowning, right? Okay. Conditional love means I focus on the exterior conditions for my happiness, for my feelings of love. So if I'm conditionally loving, then I would want to reach across to the mirror and try and push up the corners of the reflection's mouth with my fingertips to try and make it smile. That would be conditional love. I don't 
look at anything else inside me, but I'm looking at the exterior. I'm looking at the conditions. What is it that I see? What is it that I feel about what I see? And that's where I choose my emotions is from these conditions outside of me. Can I feel happy about them? Can I feel love coming from them or about them? That's conditional love. Okay, unconditional love would be me looking into the mirror, seeing my reflection, and if I notice the reflection is frowning, I then take my fingertips and I push up my the corners on my mouth in order to, to notice that the reflection has changed. I can also, instead of pushing the corners up, I could think a happy thought and make myself laugh. I could, you know, crack a joke. I could, I could, you know, imagine being tickled or something and, and laugh and, and cause the frown to change into a smile. That's unconditional love. That's me not, no, that's me noticing what's outside of myself, noticing the conditions, and then choosing within me how I wanna feel. I chose that I wanted to push up the corners of my own mouth. I chose that I wanted to think a happy thought. I chose that I wanted to visualize something funny and laugh anyways. That's unconditional love. That's living unconditionally. So, something that's popping to my mind of this, of when I was living conditionally is throughout my adult life in my career, um, I seem to run into a coworker no matter where I went that, that would trigger me, that would kind of rub me the wrong way. I, I used to be able to get along with everybody and there'd always be somebody that just rubbed me the wrong way. And the things that I used to do was think that they had to change, that they should appreciate me, that they should uh, recognize all the work that I was doing, what a good productive person that I was and, and that that there was something wrong with them. The problem was with them. And, um, and I used to, you know, if I just changed jobs, if I, you know, changed uh, uh, groups and I worked with other people, like, you know, it, it, it was, um, I mean, that's kind of, you know, taking responsibility for myself by doing that. But really, I was just carrying the vibration with me because it kept showing up again. And it just never failed. And, um, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. I didn't know what, how to change it. And really, it was me having to change myself, but I was totally oblivious and not in connection with my emotions at that time. I, I, I really didn't know what to do. And actually, six months before I, actually it was more like three or four months 
uh, before I sat down and said, okay, it's time I need to figure out my emotions. This would have been in 2010. Um, at, the, at the end, probably in like August or September of 2010. And again, I, um, I had a coworker that just rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I noticed something that would happen is I tended to be the one that uh, other coworkers might bring their problems to or, um, or whatnot. So this other coworker of ours, um, I actually, this, I had no ill will towards any of my coworkers at this point. But what happened was one coworker came to me about a problem she was having with another coworker. I didn't have any problems with this coworker, but this other gal did. And she was telling me all about it. And there's, uh, so I, I'm the type who is very, I can be very confrontative. I can speak my mind. I can say how I feel. Um, I, I just, um, I don't have any problem um, talking about difficult things. So I remember building up this sort of resentment towards this coworker that I had no you know, ill will feeling towards until I decided to um, take on this frustration from this other coworker. And I thought, for the first time actually, I thought, you know what? I've seen myself think and, and assume that the other person needs to change. And I go, you know what? <laughs> it's never worked. So let me, what if I thought something differently? And so this time I thought to myself, okay, I don't want to feel all of this negativity. I don't want to feel this resentment. And I don't have to, like a month before, however many weeks before I, I, I um, felt this show up, um, I felt fine. And I'm like, how do I get back to that place? And I thought, okay, if, if none of these people outside of me changes, how can I change this situation to feel better? Because it really wasn't um, at that time a a good option for me to like move and change, you know, and, and not have any contact with these people as I had done at other times. So I, I decided, okay, I was happiest if I had, uh, well, I decided two things. I decided the, the coworker that was bringing her problems to me, I just told her straight up, this is something for you to deal with. And you and I can be friends and talk about anything we want. We're just not going to talk about this other coworker that is causing this friction with her. So I kind of set a boundary. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, I'm taking on things that aren't my problems and I don't need to do that. Um, everybody's an adult. Everybody, you know, is creating and manifesting their own situations. And I don't need to solve anything for anybody. <laughs> if, if, if a person can create it, they can uncreate it. So, um, so I, I told that coworker that, and then the other coworker that I wanted to ease that, that feeling of resentment towards, 
um, I changed my schedule um, so that um, I gave up some hours and asked a replacement um, coworker to cover some hours that I was doing. So one, that gave me fewer hours. Um, so I kind of got a break and, and it was nice to have some extra time off. And two, it reduced the number of times I saw this other coworker that I had the resentment built up, which wasn't coming from them. It was coming from this third party. I'd kind of ended up, I'd manifested this triangle um, situation um, where I was being fed the emotions of someone else, taking on their emotions of resentment and holding that as my own. So I knew, I, I thought, well, maybe this will alleviate it if I don't have to interact with her um, as much as I was. So I, re I, I had been interacting with her like three times a week and I reduced it down to once a week. So after that, um, I felt really pretty good. It felt good that I had kind of um, solved it on my own and solved it from a place of what can I do, what can I change about me to make me feel better instead of thinking the other person has to change and why can't they change and you know there's nothing wrong with me and there isn't, there's nothing wrong with me. But I, I needed to, and, and I finally just stopped looking outside of myself to find my own peace, to find um, my own happiness. And that, and after I did that, that I felt very successful in that. And um, it, was, it was just a couple months after that, that I finally sat down and uh, started to look online for ways of processing my emotion. Um, something quicker and easier than what I had just done, but along the same lines of, you know, how can I change within me? What can I change within me uh, to create my own happiness? How can I choose happiness without letting the conditions outside of me, the people outside of me um, rule how I feel? Let them be and do whatever they want. I don't need to let that affect me. And yet, if it does, I've got tools that I can use to quickly process it in the moment that it shows up. And for me, that meant everything. That meant that I could interact with anybody and not have any fears of losing my connection to my inner being, my connection to myself, my soul, um, to my own happiness, to my love. I could stay connected as much as I wanted um, and not feel like I had to avoid <laughs> uh, people um, altogether, you know, or completely separate myself um, from them because I felt bad around them or um, or, you know, some sort of negative emotion. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up. If any of you have um, 
any experiences you you want to share um, about how your emotions show up for you or any questions you have that you want me to address about emotions, um, you can um, leave me a voice message um, through this podcast um, or you can email me at jodynewelltransform at gmail.com and I will put those in the, the show description notes um, for your reference. Until next time, live an unconditional life. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter, but you'd like to be, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm backslash Jody Newell Transform to become a monthly supporter.